Live from Chattanooga, Main Street Sports Today comes to you from the 2023 Blue Cross Bowl State Game. Coverage from Davenport Field at Finley Stadium is brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Remember, fans don't let fans drive drunk. friends at truckingtn.com friends at truckingtn.com man we are eastbound and down and in chattanooga <laughs> what a fantastic day it is here at the blue cross bowl state championships in chattanooga inside finley stadium a beautiful beautiful thursday it's been fantastic man um Maybe it's I, I us. Maybe when we come to Chattanooga, the weather just follows. Hey, I'm I'm, I'm not mad at it. <laughs> we weren't here last year, and it was brutal. We were here the year before, and it was fantastic. So, so maybe it's and, us. And thus far. And <laughs> there you go. So <laughs> far. Now I, I hear it's like um, it's like Patrick Swayze in Next of Can. You ain't seen bad, but it's coming. But, yeah, that's uh, what I hear. Yeah, but, um, but we're going to just... We're going to enjoy it for now. That's right. We're going to hope that, that things are just fine. Mm -hmm. But again, we are here at Finley Stadium at the Blue Cross Bowl State Championships. It's prep Thursday. We've got a lot of preps coming your way. If you missed uh, the, 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 the teaser video that we did a little bit earlier, we do have Stephen Hargis who's going to join us, talk a little bit about uh, South Pittsburgh and other East... I guess Southeast Tennessee teams mm -hmm. and anybody else that he's seen to this point uh, prior to the season as Middle Tennessee Christian and Friendship Christian getting ready to kick off here in the the, the three o'clock game, three o'clock here, three o'clock Eastern, two o'clock yeah. back mm -hmm. home. If you're watching in God's time zone, as our friend Matt Brown will tell you, <laughs> and I tend to agree, I, absolutely. But uh, yeah, looking looking forward to this. It's going to be a lot of fun. Again, Terry McCormick's going to be here at, at the top of the hour. And we'll talk with Charles Rathbone, who's age Patriots. We're making their third trip to the state finals uh, tomorrow night. Third trip in as many years. Yep. Going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking very much forward to it. Hope you guys are as well. We've got plenty to talk about. Plenty. And news just keeps coming. Yeah, it does. As, as the, the show grew closer, we just kept getting news and more news and more news and fully expect to get more, More news, news. The end, by the end of the show. So, <laughs> before we do anything else, just it is time to give them yesterday's results and today's schedule on the rundown. This is the rundown. The Thursday rundown is brought to you by Mockingbird Title and Escrow, an attorney owned and operated full service title company in Middle Tennessee that will get your deals closed without worry and fuss. A family business that offers the highest level of expertise in the industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. Consider them part of your team. Call 615-274-8698 
or visit MockingbirdTitleTN.com today. Boys basketball action last night. Antioch was a 51-45 winner over USN. Lead Academy 71, Clarksville Northwest 59. In men's basketball on the collegiate side, Lipscomb, as we talked to Joe Sullivan yesterday about uh, an 82-68 winner over Chattanooga. North Carolina down Tennessee, 100-92, and didn't even didn't feel anywhere near that close. More, <laughs> Morehead State 61, Austin P 50, Belmont thrashes Northern Iowa 90-70. Boston College gets an 80-62 win over Vanderbilt. Allen A&M in overtime edges Tennessee State 85-83, and UT Southern goes down to Stillman and gets a 94-75 win. On the women's side, Tennessee women fall to Notre Dame. After leading by 16. Jeez. 74-69. Did lose Rakia Jackson in that one again. Uh, Belmont, always good when you can whoop Troy. I don't care who's doing it. No matter who's doing it. (laughs) 72-68 over the Lady Trojans. North Carolina State, 70-62 winners over Vanderbilt. Very very valiant effort from the Commodore women against the number five team in the country. First loss of the year for Vanderbilt. And so, you know, got to feel confident if you are, again, the Commodore women. Middle Tennessee State goes over to Houston and throttles the Cougars. 70-45, 70-45, UT Southern completed the sweep of Stillman, 71-64 on the women's side. And in this association, the Memphis Grizzlies on the left side of the column for the first time in a while, 105-91 winners over the Utah Jazz. Also here earlier, Christ Presbyterian Academy with a 35-13 win over Boyd Buchanan for the Division II AA State Championship. High school basketball tonight. Six o'clock starts double headers. Martin Luther King is at Cane Ridge. Hickman County is at Creekwood. Franklin Road Academy goes to Davidson Academy. Glencliff hosts Macon County. Stewart County is at Joe Burns. Laverne taking on visiting Clarksville. Giles County goes over to Shelbyville. And Forrest is at Summit. Girls basketball only. Five o'clock start. Good pasture at Harper. There we go. Boys basketball only at 8.30. Nettleton of Arkansas is at Ross. Well, plays Rossview. Yeah, I'm not sure where it is. Yeah, not sure where it's at. Um, football, as we mentioned, the Division Two A state championship getting ready to kick off here in just a second between Middle Tennessee Christian and Friendship Christian. And at 6 Let Central Time, up. you're right, 6 Central Time, 7 here in Chattanooga, it will be the Crosstown rivalry of Macaulay and Baylor in D2 AAA. College basketball doubleheaders tonight. Rust is at Fisk. Women at 5, men at 6.30. Women's basketball. Lipscomb is in Johnson City taking on the Lady Buccaneers of ETSU. On the ice. The return. <laughs> the return of John Hines. Hines. Plural. As the Minnesota Wild come to Bridgestone Arena, taking on the Nashville Predators. The Predators going for number seven. seven. Lucky number seven. There we go. Um, Seattle at Dallas in the National Football League. That's a 7-15 kickoff. You can see it on Amazon Prime. And before we join you tomorrow, East Nashville and Alcoa right back here. 11 o'clock start Central. No, no, no. 11 o'clock start Eastern. 10 o'clock Central. Don't want you sleeping through it. 
You can see it on my TV 30. That's for the Class AAA, Class 3A state championship. Now, wait, did we find out earlier that game is not on? It, it's not on in Knoxville. Okay. All the games are on in Nashville okay, on my TV 30. Got so, yeah, you can also see it on NFHS if you so desire. I think you have to pay for it, though. So, my TV 30. Get an antenna. It's free. There you go. That is your rundown. All right. Top Story is brought to you, as always, by our friends at Piggly Wiggly in Neely's Mill Shopping Center in Columbia. Make sure to go by and see our friends at Piggly Wiggly. They've got great deli if you want uh, cobblers or meat, vegetables, lunch. You can put it all together, make your own. It's delicious. Fresh hand-cut meats daily, of course, and great produce. All cost plus 10 at the register. Again, that's Piggly Wiggly, Neely's Mill Shopping Center in Columbia. Top story, CPA, you mentioned it. Mm-hmm. A 35-13 winner over Gary Rankin and Boy Buchanan. Pretty dominant performance from the Lions and Engel Martin's group. Like you said, we're on a mission from, from the get. Yeah, and, you know, they whatever suspense there was, you know, you talk a lot about the middle eight, the last four minutes of yep. the second quarter, the first four minutes of the third quarter. CPA scored in both of them. It's doubling a 14-3 lead out to 28-3. And, um, you know, CPA got it down to 28-13. I'm sorry. Boyd Buchanan got it down to 28 to 13 in the before quarter. CPA scored late. So, um, yeah, 30 seniors for CPA. Yeah, they kind of been built into this year, I would imagine. They have, and and, and this is, I mean, they they've been here several times. Uh, Third state year. championship in six years. Yeah, and, and and so this is a you know, Engel Martin's built a program. And it's not this, this is not a team. This is a program. I fully expect, despite losing 30 seniors, that they will be competing for a state championship in the next year. I, I really feel like you know that's just the, that's the expectation at Cross Presbyterian at this point. And you know, I, I just feel like this is going to be a, another another building block for that program. Yeah, it's an expectation, like you said, and and they have um, certainly lived up to that. Um, Cruz Law, the North Carolina commit, got them on the board with a 73-yard touchdown. Um, he was named the MVP of the game. Finished with 121 rushing yards on nine carries. 121 on nine. That's that's a pretty good uh, yards per carry average right there. You'll, you'll take that. You will take that. And then um, young Mr. Patterson, who we were talking about, from the beginning of the season, the, the that start. Brentwood Academy game. No, we talked about him in, in after they played Columbia Central in the Jamboree. That's right. That's how, that, I mean, that's how long we've been seeing this kid and knew he was going to be special. Freshman. Right. Freshman. 16 carries, like 108 said, yards, two touchdowns. They're going to be back <laughs> because they can ride that kid or all they if want. if they're not back, somebody's going to have to deal with them to get here. There ain't no doubt. So, yeah. Um like you said, dominant performance out of CPA in this one as they won another one to get this thing started. So Middle Tennessee, as you said, Chris, has one state championship in pocket. And by the time this one's over, they'll have a second since you've got two mid-state teams playing each other. That's right. And, you know, uh, before, we get, before we get through this, I, we, we were 
we neglected to mention yesterday on the show because we were a little busy. Um, and we're looking at Class A now. Good pasture has a new football coach. <laughs> a new football coach. Yeah, a new old football coach. Um, Tyler. What? No, no, no. no. It starts Tyler with Turner. Tyler Turner. Return. Return of Turner. Ooh, nice. Thank you, you can use that. Yeah. <laughs> Feel free. Feel free. No charge. Yeah, he was here. Not that long ago, yeah, because I think Greg Cotton replaced, replaced him. him. In he was 19? Here. Cotton was here three years. So, yeah. No, 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 not 19. 20. Mm-hmm. 21, 22, 20. Yeah. So. so. But um, Turner yeah. is back. He had been. He had been at Olive Branch down in That's Mississippi right. and had a lot of success down there. Was also at Jackson Prep. I think since he left Good Pasture, he's been over in Arkansas, and I don't know that he was a head coach, but he's back in charge of the Cougars once again, and everybody seems pretty excited to have him back. So yeah. it, it, it always always good when you feel like you can come back to a place. Yeah, yeah. And so and so while we're talking about coaching moves, again, well, I was going to say, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I, my bad. My segue was Good Pasture has a coach, but there's another team in Middle Tennessee who now doesn't. Does not. Yes. Well, now there's at least two. But yeah, most recently, um, Rock Batten stepped down yesterday at Ensworth after five seasons, which is interesting because his former position is, also is open. open. Yeah. Um, Jonas Rodriguez stepped down at Battleground Academy earlier this week. Jonas Rodriguez, who replaced Rock Batten at BGA. So, again, it's always nice if you if can you go can, back. Hey, maybe there's an option there. Yeah, I mean, he had some success at BGA. Maybe he's attractive over there again. Maybe he is. I, I mean, I, I can't imagine why Rock Batten wouldn't be attractive to just about anybody. anybody. Right. <laughs> I mean, he's right. a great football coach. So. Right. And, and a super guy as well. Absolutely. So, but, yeah, this is uh, my, the coaching carousel in Middle Tennessee. It's Private spinning schools pretty is good already, right now. <laughs> already it's, rolling. It's in, it's in motion. My, um, I'm probably more curious as to what's going on out on Highway 100 at Ensworth. I don't, yeah, I mean, it is interesting. I mean, what, it doesn't seem like you would leave Ensworth for no good reason. It doesn't seem. And so it begs the question, why? What, what is the good reason? What, what, what is the reason? As Eli Wilson Eli oh, Wilson Eli, to the house? Eli Wilson, no, he's run down, but pretty big game there. Okay. Now be Football. careful now yeah, because know. Yeah, yeah, no, no, with uh, it, without the, the express, express written, written consent, consent, yeah, and we don't have it. <laughs> we can get it. <laughs> Make a phone call real quick. Yeah. Well, it still wouldn't be written. <laughs> wait, wait, so. yeah, we, can you send me an email if you don't mind? Yeah, text it. <laughs> There you go. But yeah, this is a this is an interesting situation that, that Middle Tennessee again, Middle Tennessee coaching Lipscomb's open, Brentwood Academy's open, Ensworth is open, good BGA is open. Goodness gracious. I guess Franklin Road Academy and Davidson and, and Nashville Christian are kind of they're happy they're sitting this one out, huh? 
For, for, for now. That's what I'll say. You thank your lucky stars, but you also keep praying mm. that, uh, that that you have a coach, you know, in the next few, few weeks. We just made a few ADs nervous. <laughs> Maybe. For now. So. You just got to be careful. No, we don't know anything. Well, yeah, we know nothing. It's speculation yeah, nothing on my new, part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah what, who are we and what do we know? Yeah, not, not a thing. <laughs> so. Not a thing. Yeah. But yeah, that, I, you know, I was I was thinking. I was like, I don't know when. When have jobs like this been open at, at the, the same, same time? time? And right. How do you fill them? I mean, you kind of wonder: Are there enough? You know, established head coaches to go around necessarily. I mean, do you have to roll the dice on an assistant? Do you go out of the area yet again? I feel like Brentwood Academy would say no. Yeah, Brentwood Academy is probably going to stick. If they can find somebody nearby, they're going to go with somebody they're familiar with and that's familiar with them. Yeah, I think they're going to go with somebody a little bit more established and a little bit more familiar this time around. But one one of the attractive things about a private school football coaching job is you can go get a guy who's been successful in the public school realm, maybe who has enough time to retire, Things seem there, there seem to be a few more options available for you at the at the private school level. Well, it just get, it just opens up the ability because not everybody can afford to get out of the system and go. No matter what they're paying you, your that retirement isn't isn't accumulating and, and accruing. So if, so you, you if do you're getting after. somebody like a like a Gary Rankin who right. is going to double dip. And, and 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 then it helps you on the – I mean, obviously, Brentwood Academy, Lipscomb Academy probably can pay whatever they need to pay. But if, you know, for a place like BGA or whatever that may – they've got mm-hmm. enough money too. But they're not you don't, on that you don't same level have to pay them, you know, what because they necessarily are worth, are worth mm-hmm. because they're already getting that paycheck. Mm-hmm from the state. So that, that helps you a little bit in the private school area. It will be interesting to see what direction a lot of these programs go in. Again, BGA is a fascinating situation. Ensworth is certainly a fascinating situation coming off the successful year that they had under Rock Batten. You know, again. Uh-oh. Touchdown Cougars. Somebody just scored. Touchdown Cougars. Touchdown Cougars for the early lead, huh? If I'm not mistaken, that was a fake field goal or a fake special teams play turned to touchdown. Because um, it was fourth and nine on their own 24-yard line. A passing or, touchdown from, that, from Middle Tennessee Christian. Very rare. Very rare. I saw one two weeks ago. One? One. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's super rare to see that, so that's interesting. Um. We talked a little bit about this um, real contrasting coaches in this ball game with with John McNeil, who has been at Friendship Christian forever. It was Chip we were talking to because Mm -hmm. Chip Walters, friend of the show, and Kelly Holcomb, friend of mine, is um, are working the the television broadcast for this one. And again, McNeil has been at Friendship Christian for more than thirty years. Christian Patterson in his first season at Middle Tennessee Christian. So, you know, both ends of the coaching experience 
spectrum in this one. Coach Patterson, a great, a great joy to talk to. I got a chance to, to talk with him twice <laughs> this yeah, year. And, uh, you know, he likes it when I'm in attendance at his ballgames. I can tell you that. He's, he's 2-0 when well, Chris Yow's in attendance. Well, I'm, I'm glad he likes it. Maybe you need to go work in Murfreesboro because I'm, I'm not so sure Seth Anderson does. Seth Anderson probably uh, less, he might be banned. <laughs> less happy when I show up. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't think you had anything to do with it. This is a good football team, and it's going to be two great football teams. Uh, Teams playing for a state championship. You got Eli Wilson, who I just mentioned, the state uh, Mr. Football is. Is he a finalist? No. Semifinalist. Mm-hmm. Tyson Walcott, Mr. Football finalist. So and and, and that guy has winner. put up. I just I don't know how you don't give it to him. Fifty-two touchdowns, two twenty-seven hundred rushing almost yards. Almost twenty-eight hundred rushing yards. Just yeah. Video game. Mm-hmm. Video game. Numbers. <laughs> High school numbers. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so, anyway, all right. Let's uh let, let's take a quick break. Uh, before we, well, uh, hold on. We do. We, we had something else in the top story. Oh, Kurt Signetti. Yes. Is headed to Indiana. Indiana. Yeah, that. the um, James Madison coach. How long was he there? Two years. Uh, yeah, maybe. He he was a former Alabama assistant, and from '07 to 2010, he coached quarterbacks at Alabama. He coached AJ McCarron. So how about that? That's He's a former West Virginia quarterback himself, so that's how he and Nick Saban, I'm sure. Okay. He was at James Madison from 19 to 23. Gotcha. So well, previously head coach at Elon. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but now headed to the Big Ten to Indiana, and as someone told me yesterday, said, you know, there's no look. Indiana's looking for eight and four. They they would love to be eight and four. They've never won double-digit games in the history of their program. Oh, my goodness. Been playing football for more than 100 years, never won double-digit games. Right. They're not worried about that. They ain't trying to do nothing more than go 8-4. <laughs> and four. and that's, that didn't rhyme on purpose, but it happens. And Signetti, 62 years old. Right. And, you know, leaving James Madison doesn't seem like maybe a great idea for right now? the program, you know, that you're going to go into from the one you have. But he's he's making eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. He'll be making. He's a little going bit more to be making that. more. And you know what? If you can do it, do it. Um, I'm never against someone improving their financial situation, and especially as much as his is about to improve. Right. So, I thought he had been there for two years because James Madison has been FBS, FBS for two years, over which he has gone nineteen and four. So in two years of the FS level as a transitioning member mm-hmm. from FCS. Yeah. So after did he win a national championship? No. Lost in the national okay. championship game his first year. Gotcha. They won it before the year before that then. Yeah, I think they so. did. I think that was kind of pivotal in their decision to, really to jump. bump up. Yeah. All right, we are going to take that break now, Justin. And again, thanks to our friends at the Tennessee Highway Safety Office for our coverage from the Blue Cross Bowl and our recap earlier of the CPA game. Uh, We will have more on Preps Thursday here on the Main Street Sports Today Roadshow, fueled by Fast Stop. We'll be right back to the Mobile Lee Company studio right after this. He shoots, and he scores! Yeah! 
Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's, it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our Ortho Quick Walk-In Clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in to Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We are live at Davenport Field, Finley Stadium, in downtown Chattanooga. At Visit Chat, if you're looking to make a trip, they've got plenty of options for you. Make sure to check that out. And this would not be possible without our friends at the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Fans don't let fans drop drunk. And Mo. Any time that you can be at a state championship, it's a it's a good time. We have we we have so much fun at the Blue Cross Bowl, the basketball championship, spring fling. It's always a blast. Mm -hmm. For us, it's never not fun. Sometimes, for teams and coaches, there are parts of it that may not be as fun, but it's never bad when you can get here as a team 
and as a coach. Our next guest will be making his third straight appearance in the Blue Cross Bowl. And on Coach's Corner, we have Page Coach Charles Rathbone joining us. Coach, congratulations, and thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate that. Absolutely, Coach, and welcome back to chat. Um, as Chris mentioned, it's it's never not fun, but uh, I get the feeling that maybe this trip hasn't been as fun as it could be for you. Well, I mean, when you're down there, you always want to win it, right? But, I mean, you got to put everything into perspective. Last year, West was just a better team than we were. You know, we feel like our, we uh, kind of – Last year, West was pretty good. Let's see what happens. As someone just scored again. I believe that was a tying or a, foot, a, t- a touchdown that could tie. Okay. Coach, um, <laughs> the wind is picking up. What What do you feel like as you look at what took place for you guys last year? What has taken place to this point for you guys this year? What do you feel well, like you, you need know, to tweak tomorrow night? Well, we got to match their intensity and their physicality. I feel like last year they came in so we got to match that physicality and it just kind of trickled down through all four quarters and tomorrow we got to match that physicality and then some and, and we got to answer back when they score and, and we got to break our time of football and not get rattled we got the guys to do with with some of the guys that you've got on your roster this time around you know a lot of those guys played in this game last year some of them even played in that game two years ago how do you feel like that helps you guys respond to the not get rattled and to the answer their physicality specifically? Well, you know, I mean, I, I think uh, just being there before helps. Um, you know, what we've been dealing with mostly this week is just kind of keeping the uh, the distractions under control. I mean, we got such great support here at Page High School with the parents and everybody else, but at times you got to say, let's focus on the game. Let's not focus on a pep rally or not focus on making signs or focus on shirts or, or focus on meals, you know, let's worry about celebrating after the game, not celebrating because we got here, celebrate because we won it. So that's been a, been a huge challenge for us this week. And, you know, they, uh, uh, it's, uh, it's just something we got to learn to deal with. We got to get our minds right and, and, and get ready to play tomorrow. Coach, I imagine that's a tough balance to strike too, because, you know, there are folks saying, you know, enjoy the ride and that kind of thing. And, and like you said, the page community has really, really embraced this team and this program over the last few years. And, and I know they do want to celebrate what you've accomplished to this point, but you know, how do you go about holding folks at arm's length and, and saying, you know, we can celebrate forever after Friday night if we win this thing. Let's let's just, like you said, focus on Friday night. Well, at some point, you just got to be brutally honest and say enough is enough, you know, and let let uh let us do our jobs and and get these guys ready and. You be supportive and be there to cheer us on on Friday. And then after Friday, I'm open. After we win it, we'll do whatever y'all want to do. You know, we'll put up a water tower or whatever they want, you know. But right now, let's just play football. You know, let's, uh, let's practice. Let them get their minds right. Because at some point, you got to come down off that high of last week, prepare for this week, and then get back up for this week. If you never come back down, 
then at some point you go bottom out and you're not going to be able to get back up. And, and uh, hopefully we've been able to accomplish getting them back down and getting them prepared for this week. Charles Rathbone, Page football coach, joining us here on Main Street Sports today. Coach, you know, it, it's so funny sometimes how cliches become cliches, but if defense wins championships, you've got to feel like you guys have a shot because you've got a heck of a defense this way, this time around. Yeah, I mean, uh, I always feel like we got a shot. If you don't feel like we got a shot, we playing in the game. But, uh, you know, West has a good defense. I'm just hoping it's not a three-to-nothing game one way or the other. I'd be boring. So, I mean, we got to figure out how to break their defense. Our defense is like great all year. They've, uh, they've, they're the ones that got us here. You know, hold Southland to 10 points and seven points for Centennial the week before. And, you know, when you got guys like Amoson and Ains and Hazard and all those guys that, that are playing, um, you know, you got to feel excited about your opportunity and your chances. And the good thing is we got eight of those guys coming back next year. So, I mean, Hopefully this night uh not gonna be a one last game for us. You know, coach, I, I am um I'm typically not big on reporting on and, and video and post game huddles and that kind of thing, but but someone videoed yours after that win over Southwind last week and you capped it off by saying Mr. Football has spoken. Talk about Eric Hazard. Well, you know, and I've been very outspoken this week about the Mr. Football. I don't, I don't even think there should be a Mr. Football award, to be honest with you. But if there is going to be an award, then I want somebody to pay to win it. You know, Eric's a, Eric's a great player. He uh, he benefits from the players around him, just like all these guys do. It's like being a quarterback. But, uh, you know, we're blessed to have a bunch of guys on defense that get after the football and get after the quarterback. And Eric's uh, no hustle. He's, a, he's an absolute hustle all the time type player to where he is going to make plays that some other guys may quit on, you know, and the, uh, you know, for example, the last play the other night against the uh, Southwind, when we forced them into going for that quarterback or for the field goal, you know, Ronald O'Connell comes up the middle, breaks down and the quarterback scrambles and Eric cleans it up. So that's just an example, a perfect example of this defense. There's always somebody there and then there's somebody to clean up the mess. And, and, you know, that's a, it's just a, a great tribute to the defense as a whole, and I'm proud of Eric. And I'm proud he's got the opportunity to be a Mr. F- Mr. Football's finalist, and hopefully he wins it next week. Coach, um, defensive guys winning that award very rare. It it's rare, but it has happened, and in fact, it has happened in Williamson County because Tyrell Dodson won it a few years back for Centennial. Current Buffalo Bills linebacker yeah. Tyrell Dodson, <laughs> by the way, but. 10-7 last week, 14-7 the week before that, as you mentioned, Coach. Um, I would imagine Ethan Cunningham is going to be big for you guys tomorrow night, or he's going to need to be big for you guys tomorrow night? Uh, he, he is. He's going to have to be big, and that old line's going to have to be big. You know, we're going to have to, we're going to, have to block and, and hit the appropriate holes and hold on to the football, most of all. You know, I mean, the other, you know, yeah, we scored 10 points last week. We also had a touchdown call back. We're inside of 25 two other times. They get any points. So, I mean, we gotta we got to finish drives, and that's been the story the last two weeks is we haven't finished drives. Ethan ran for just under 100 yards last week, and, you know, we, those lines played great all year, and we got to figure out a way to punch it over the goal line when we get down there. Yeah, it's obviously, you know, got to score points to win. 
it doesn't matter how good your defense is. You got to put points on the board, or you, you you can't win the game. <laughs> so obviously it's important, and and so I, I really feel like this you know this Page team has has the poise, the experience, and like you said, ha- has a lot of guys who are hungry. If you could point to one thing where you feel like you know you guys will will excel tomorrow night, what's the one thing that 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 gives you the most confidence going into a state championship game against Knoxville West? Now you broke up the last little bit. What was the uh, the, the one thing that gives you the most confidence as a coach to to feel like you guys have a chance to take home that gold ball? Well, you know, I, I think just the fact that, you know, we've been here before and, you know, we do have some experience and, and we've got a good group of coaches and a good group of guys that are really hungry and they played hard all year. And, you know, I just think, uh, you know, I, I'm one of those, I'm a pessimist at heart, so I never want to be overly confident. So I'm always going to give the pessimistic answer, but, uh, but I feel good that we got a good group of kids who's going to line up and get everything they got and leave it out on the field. So I think uh, the effort and, and hopefully the uh, the fact that we've done it before will will push us over the edge tomorrow. He's an old old lineman, Chris Charles Rathbone, football coach at Page High School out in Rutherfield. He's old. Well, uh, he's a former <laughs> offensive lineman. How's that? My bad. Sorry, coach. Um, no, there ain't. I agree with you. <laughs> but. Uh, Charles Rathbone joining us here on Coach's Corner on Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and & Joint. And I know you probably got a walkthrough to get ready for, Coach, so we're going to let you go. But we appreciate you taking some time with us and um, look forward to seeing you down here tomorrow night. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you. Thank you. Touchdown Cougars. Friendship missed the extra point. Yeah. By the so, way, so, so what? Did, are they going for? Uh, no, this is touchdown Cougars. But are so are they? So it is fourteen six. Okay, so they got the extra. Okay, there we go. I can't see. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just decided to look. I, yeah. Okay. Back of my head is what it is. <laughs> uh, always fun when you get a drop in from the Vot. The Vot dropped by. Um, Charles, Charles, Charles Pulliam lurking over here off the side. Taking yeah, photographs. Well, we don't get a whole lot of photographs of ourselves, so that's, that's kind of a good thing. It's nice to have somebody looking out for us like that. But yeah, the the Vot with the drive-by, I'm hoping maybe we can grab him when we don't have another guest on here since he's doing a hit well, let's over do here this. behind us. Let's hand out some hardware, get to a break, and maybe we can grab him. There we go. Let's do that. So, the Custom Stone Handlers, End to Win Life, Team of the Week Again Custom Stone Handlers, 931-490-4990 is the number to call. Get that off the cuff. I should know it by now. You should. But, yeah. all right, we did it. <laughs> the Columbia Central Lady Lions went 3-0 and last week. They defeated Summit 48-38. They defeated Sycamore 38-31. And they defeated Hillsborough 40-28. to Speaking of defense. Yeah, they, they play it well. So and use that defense to score points. That's yeah. That's, they that's they turn they you over and they get it going back the other way. And a lot easier to do that. It's a lot easier to score points when you can just you know, lay it in. 
because you got to steal. And they have a bunch <laughs> that they they get a lot of those. They do. So um, congratulations that, to Megan there. Absolutely. And the Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint Athlete of the Week. The Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint Athlete of the Week is Zion Christian freshman. Aiden he Glenn. A freshman? He, he was an eighth grader last year. He was year? an eighth grader last year. Wow. Yes. You did not know? I thought you he was know? a freshman last year. <laughs> yes. Um, Aiden Glenn. In two Zion Christian victories last week, averaged 24 and a half points, five assists, five and a half rebounds, and five steals. Scored 29 points in a win over Middle Tennessee Christian. So, Aiden Glenn. Zion Christian Freshman is our Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Athlete of the Week. All right, we will take a break when we come back on the Main Street Sports Day Roadshow, fueled by Fast Stop. Don't forget your Fast Stop perks, Mo. Put in that phone number, get some perks. You can get up to a dollar off a gallon of gas. Ooh, always good uh, when you when, when you're never you're getting, a bad thing. Yeah, when you're getting a little 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 reprieve from the gas prices. So we'll be back right after this to Chattanooga. On Main Street Sports Today, stick around. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho-quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. 
Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. This is Chris Yao with Main Street Sports Today. Every show, Mo Patton and I welcome friends from all across the sports landscape, from high school coaches and reporters to national, college, and pro sports personalities. You never know who might stop by for a chat. AP Tennessee Sports Editor, three-time Tennessee Sports Writer of the Year 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer. She covers the Titans, the Predators, the Grizzlies, college football, and hoops. Please make welcome, Teresa Walker. Former University of Tennessee, former Team USA Olympian, XI Young Award winner, R.A. Dickey. R.A., did I miss anything? Man, that was sweet. <laughs> yeah, I need to listen to that before I go to bed every night. That was nice. Has five sports Emmys. That's not bad for the other guy in Wham. Ryan McGee. <laughs> other guy in Wham married the best-looking girl in Anorama, so other guy in Wham had a pretty good life. From preps to pros, we're taking on the sports topics you care about. Tune in across Main Street Media social platforms forms at 2 p.m. or on demand on your podcast distribution platform of choice. We are back on Main Street Sports today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. It is the Roadshow Fueled. By Fast Stop Markets. Again, Fast Stop Perks, best way to spend your perk dollars on a little gas. Great breakfast this morning. Had a hello burrito. Easier to eat a burrito on the road, mm-hmm. by the way. Oh, yeah. On the road, it's just, it's, it's got, it's just easier. So I, I got the burrito this morning. Or a sausage and cheese biscuit. Did you? I mean, you didn't get biscuit all over you. I did not. Maybe it it was a, kind of flaky, but but no, I, I got most of it in my mouth. See, I, that's that's why I go with the burrito because I don't want to have to deal with all the crumbs. That yeah, might be. but I'm concerned with like ingredients from the burrito falling out. Uh, was it what kind of burrito? It was bacon, egg, and cheese. Just bacon, egg, and cheese. It was just in a wrap. Mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. really a burrito. Yeah. Per se, but it was good. sounds good. It, it was. It was. I, I'm, so. I'm, I might should have gone in that direction. Not, not that my sausage and cheese biscuit was bad, but that sounds good. It was just, yeah. It was. It was. It was delicious. Yeah. Um, here in Chattanooga, again at Finley Stadium for the Blue Cross Bowl State Championships, and that is thanks to our friends at the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Fans, don't let fans drop drunk. Let's. Uh, we've got football here. Fourteen six still. Still fourteen six. Third down and long for Friendship Christian. Second quarter? How about the second quarter? Uh, 6.56 in county. So. There we go. Third and nine. Um, but let's talk a little hoops because last night. Uh, ACC, Very little. ACC-SEC challenge. So it was 4-3 uh, SEC. Okay. 7-7. Seven, seven. Okay. So ACC won yesterday 4-3. <laughs> so, so um, in – Tennessee and Vanderbilt both contributed to that tie they and to those four to those ACC four. wins yesterday. Yeah, Tennessee yeah. struggled defensively, man. What a, a great performance from, from North Carolina. Ball movement looked good, that, and it felt like they could not miss from beyond the arc. I read something because I didn't get to see a whole lot of that ball game. I, I, when I saw 7:15, I thought it was 7:15. Central, it was 7.15 Eastern. I turned it on at 6.45 and it was North Carolina was, yeah. so I turned it off. Yeah, exactly. But, um, 
Like, I, I, don't read have to, I don't have to be mad about this. I can turn this off and just not be yeah, mad. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's in my best interest not to watch any more of this because it's not going to go the way I want it to. But I read something this morning that made a lot of sense. They said that um, Hubert Davis and the coaching staff in North Carolina did a great job because they were up-tempo with it. Whenever they got a rebound, they were going before Tennessee could get set up defensively. Yeah, absolutely. And Anytime you don't have to deal with Tennessee's half-court defense is a good right, thing. Right, right. And, and that's what they and, do. And, and, and as long as Tennessee's not making shots, they're going to see a lot more of that. Well, and that that's the thing is you've got to and, – and that's what happened in the second half. Tennessee started scoring a little bit more. Dalton's connect, who is incredible, went down with an ankle injury. Uh, according to Wes Rucker of 24-7 Sports, was walking with no crutches, no boot to the to – the, he said he was limping – but on his own power mm-hmm. to the bus right. following the game. So that's That's huge promising. News. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Connect scores 37, which ties the record of most points scored by an opponent inside the Dean Dome. Had he known that, he probably takes those two free throws, whether he's on a knee, on one leg, uh, uh, shoots in on his head, wouldn't yes. have cared. Yes. So, <laughs> but – Still holds the record, just with some other folks. <laughs> but well, his, 30, his 37, though, made up for a certain senior you who know, gave you nothing. Joe Sullivan, literally nothing. Joe Sullivan he, said it yesterday. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's made me a little bit more cognizant, cognizant. of it. Right. And, and so uh, Santiago Vescovi with zero points. 0 for 2 from the floor. Uh, didn't even try. I mean, just wasn't. How? Now, How does that happen? And then got sat. I mean, Rick Barnes said, I've seen enough. You're not, if you're not going to help us, you got to sit with me. Yeah. So that's what he did. And hopefully that's a wake-up call to, to Santi. Because you need him. Because you got to have him to score. Obviously. Tennessee got to as low as seven points last night. After and being down at least 22, it was 63-41 at one point, I know. It was brutal. That's what it was. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and so Tennessee, three losses in a row. Now that's, again, to 1-2 and 17. Yeah. But to 1-2 neutral at 17. That's right. So If the worst loss that you have on your resume is at North Carolina, that seems okay. Now, it's not ideal because you want to win some of those games, but you also got to think about the travel. They just got back from Maui. They got mm-hmm. they get to ten, they get to Knoxville and then got to go right back to Chapel Hill. I mean I know it's not a far drive, but it's it's still you got to there's things there's yeah. logistics and all of that and you're not sleeping on your own bed and I mean there's a lot. Here's the reason it's not the bad thing, the the worst thing in the world. What if this is the Rick Barnes slip season? Hmm. <laughs> Losing November, winning March. Hey, I take that. I would take that. Sure. Absolutely. No different this year for Vanderbilt losing in November. Boston College comes from Memorial and takes care of business against the Commodores. Not a – I just – I mean, we can talk till we're blue in the face about Jerry Stackhouse and the situation that Vanderbilt finds itself in, but I just don't know that anything can change. Not for the better. Well, I, I mean, I don't think I don't think you can change coaches at this point. I th- I don't think there's anything that you can do if you're Vanderbilt 
administration, Candace Story Lee, what can you do? Nothing. I don't know that there's anything that anybody can do other than for them to play better. And, right. you know, I, I don't know. I mean, are the pieces just not there for them to be better? I, I, I can't imagine I think Stackhouse not having the best players on the floor that he can have on the floor. I think they're dealing with some injuries, which seems to be a constant. Yeah, for them, sort of like the reason. sort of like the basketball version of the Titans or something. But do they um, have similar strength and conditioning? It's <laughs> a heck of a question, you know. Um, and you know, the elephant in the room, Lee Dort, was arrested over the weekend on um, as a result of a domestic violence situation. And you know, I know we try not to talk a whole lot about. That kind of stuff, but but the weird part about that is where he was arrested. He went to the basketball facility at three in the morning. After the situation, and that's where he was arrested. And so, my assumption is that. And this is what I would have done as a college athlete. Call my coach. Coach, I'm in trouble. I got I got a thing. Okay. Meet me here. Let's talk it out. Figure out what to do. After he gets the situation, hey, you need to turn yourself in. Let's let them handle it. Because how else would they know that's where he is? I guess track his phone, potentially. Right. But, I mean, I feel like they probably did it the right way. It's probably all. But it's, it's interesting that... that the basketball facility was where he ended up going. I don't know that anyone was there. It's pure speculation mm-hmm. as a, as what I would have done as a college athlete. You're right. But it's it's interesting. It is. It is. I, I was unaware of that. But, but it's um. I don't want to be flip or disrespectful or anything like that to the situation, but that's. Clearly, from a basketball standpoint, the last thing Vanderbilt needs. Absolutely. So, that's just another thing on the list of things. Yeah. Bef- well, yes. Before we get out of Vanderbilt and into Louisville's Kenny Payne, uh, Clark Lee, speaking of changes, has made some. Mm hmm. He's fired his offensive coordinator and has said he will coordinate the defense himself. Right. Yes. Fired his offensive coordinator, Joey Lynch, demoted his defensive coordinator, who will now coach defensive secondary. And Clark Lee is going to be the defensive coordinator, which, I mean, if you want something done right, do it yourself, maybe. But, I mean, head coach slash coordinator, certainly a challenge. Yeah. I mean, you look at offensive coordinators who call plays. It doesn't work out great. It does. Yeah, I mean, I won't say it doesn't work out, but it's it's you are adding to an already full plate as head coach when you decide to take on coordinator responsibilities. It's what you do, and it's certainly what he does, and it's where he's made his bones throughout his career. And so, I mean, maybe it's one of those things, you know. If you're going to get beat, get beat with your fastball, right? There you go. Mo. Chris. Look at me. <laughs> look at me, Mike. Kenny Payne said what? 
<laughs> this okay, there 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 is there is throwing your players under the bus and then there's backing up and running over. Yeah, yeah, you but here's the thing, man. We gotta play better is throwing your players under the bus a little bit. What Kenny Payne said was this man was worried about tights. Tights. We didn't have the kind of tights he wanted, so he said he didn't want to play. Halftime, he said, hey, maybe I do want to play, and I'll just play in whatever tights you got. So he played in the tights that we've always had. <laughs> we ain't never had the tights he wanted. Never. It ain't never been an issue till tonight. <laughs> what are we doing? Here's my thing, though. I mean, But you know what? Sometimes well, you got to call a kid out. Sometimes. Absolutely. <laughs> gotta, I, I, I am not mad at Kenny Payne. <laughs> There's a lot of Kenny Payne's shade being thrown as a result of this. I'm not throwing it. Because sometimes these kids need to own, or sometimes people need to own. Kids or not. If you're fool enough to say, you ain't got the kind of tights I want, I'm not going to play. That just seems but, I don't know that people don't deserve to know that. <laughs> why we didn't he wanted him to play. Well, well it, here's why. Here, yeah. He didn't play in the first half. He played in the second half. What changed? Well, he, he changed. <laughs> His mind is about the type. <laughs> it's so wild. It is. But but there are folks that will tell you at Louisville over the last year and a half, it's not that wild. No, it's not. The, the Kenny Payne era at Louisville has certainly Oof. been uh, anything less than entertaining. No. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Well, Mo, it's time for our Daily Titans report, so... Terry McCormick is standing by. Let's take a break. Talk to Terry about the Titans right after this on Main Street Sports Today. Stick around. Smiles. These are the healthy smiles of real Delta Dental members. Folks with access to the nation's largest network of dentists and low deductible plans with 100% preventive care coverage, all backed by over 65 years of expertise. Go online or give us a call to learn about affordable individual plans that meet your needs. 1-855-844-0445. Since 1975, Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Clinic has treated the orthopedic needs of Middle Tennessee residents. The trained physicians provide surgical options and minimally invasive options to treat all orthopedic needs. The walk-in clinic, OrthoQuick, helps you bypass the ER while treating sports injuries and acute needs Monday through Saturday. Visit MTBJ online at mtbj.net or on social media at Mid-Tennessee Bone Joint Clinic. Now for your daily Titans report, 
on Main Street Sports today. The Roadshow fueled by Fast Stop. Terry McCormick coming your way, talking about the Titans. Terry, what's up? Hey, guys. It is your Daily Titans report, and it's powered, as always, by Zen Sports. You may have seen yesterday, if you were on Twitter or whatnot, or X or whatever we're calling it these days, uh, a video of Will Levis with a little bit of hitch in his giddy-up yesterday. And they listed him as limited in practice. Well, uh, he looked a little better today. I put a video out that uh, you can see on my Twitter feed, and you can see that he's moving uh, much more with much more agility, shall we say, than he was a day ago. So uh, certainly a step in the right direction for the Titans as far as their quarterback is concerned and as far as uh, you know what his ability to be able to uh, – do what he needs to do and take care of himself would be. Well, we did see. I did see that video. I don't know if you saw it. I did but, not. Uh, he, he was hobbling a little bit. So glad to know that he is feeling a little bit better. And 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 confirm this with ankle or toe. Is it the ankle that that there that he was dealing with yesterday? It is the ankle. And uh, you know he was listed last week on the injury report with toe slash ankle. And if you remember. At the end of the first quarter in the uh, game at Tampa Bay, remember when he had the four-yard scramble and he looked a little bit kind of wonky doing that? He got that ankle taped right after the first quarter, went out and finished the game. So I'm presuming that it's just a lingering of that same issue and not sure if he re-aggravated it Sunday against the Panthers. He certainly didn't miss any time, but uh, that is, uh, I'm assuming, the same uh, thing that he's been dealing with this whole time. Okay. I just want to make sure. Yeah. All right. Um, um, Terry, before we let you go, Kalen Burks worked today as well? Worked again. He was out there on the practice field during the open part. Yesterday they listed him as limited. Uh, haven't gotten the injury report just yet for th- for today. But it'll be interesting to see if he goes from limited to full. Uh, but even if he's just limited again for a second straight day, uh, it's a big step in the right direction for him. Uh, I, I'd say he's probably, you know, if he goes to full, probably got a shot to play Sunday. If he's still limited, then that probably means they're going to hold him for one more week. Uh, you know, can you tell us anything about this this neck Thing he's wearing? Well, I haven't had a chance to ask him about it because guys who are in the concussion protocol are not allowed to be interviewed as long as they're in the protocol. Uh, once he passes the concussion protocol, uh, then he would be, we'd be allowed to interview him. And then, of course, Vrabel is not available either on Thursdays because the uh, offensive, defensive, and special teams coordinators always talk. So tomorrow I should have more information about that. But apparently it's a very newfangled device that's come out that uh, is designed to protect your brain and uh, help to lessen the chances for concussions. So anything that uh, can certainly help him in that regard, I'm, you know, I'm sure the Titans are all for that. All right. Well, that's it's an interesting thing I, I saw it, so I'm, I'm I'll be curious to see how that how that works uh, for for him. Hopefully, it works well because he certainly has had his share of concussion injuries. And so, yeah. All right. Let's uh, tell him about Zen Sports. 
All right, let's talk about Zen Sports. Our partner Zen Sports is excited to launch their first new introductory promotion available to all new customers in Tennessee, the No Danger First Wager. When you sign up for a Zen Sports account, you will receive up to a $1,000 No Danger First Wager. And when you place your first bet in Zen Sports with up to plus 500 odds, you can be reimbursed for the amount of your bet up to a $1,000 maximum within 24 hours if the bet loses. Plus, Zen Sports has launched a new VIP program for the premier bettors of Tennessee. If you think you might qualify, listen up. Zen Sports is hosting a VIP tailgate and game experience this Sunday, December 3rd, from 9 a.m. to noon for the Titans and Colts game at Nissan Stadium. That means food catered by a renowned chef, unlimited booze, and a private room for bet placing and mingling with fellow VIPs. The VIP program is by invite only, so if you feel your Zen Sports play qualifies for VIP consideration, then check out the program details and apply at zensports.com slash VIP. No other sports book will offer you a premier sports betting experience with 24-7 top-tier customer support and bigger and better action than Zen Sports. So what are you waiting for? Get going and download their app at zensports.com today. Zen Sports, betting just got better. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-889-9789. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 and older and in Tennessee to bet. go you deserve service that's fast friendly and clean you know what else you deserve all the perks to go with it at fast stop markets you can have both give yourself an upgrade enroll in fast stop perks trust us you'll be shocked at how fast the perks start rolling out as a loyal fast stop customer you'll feel like an a-list celebrity every time you walk through our doors you can now shop and earn every time you visit our stores enroll in the fast stop perks loyalty program and start earning points that you can spend like cash on fuel, food, and more. You can also earn great freebies, join reward clubs, and most importantly, use your points to get money off at the pump. It all happens at checkout with our friendly staff. Just be sure to use your Fast Stop Perks card or app every time you purchase. You want perks too, don't you? Enroll today and start earning the perks you deserve. Visit your local Fast Stop markets or go to FastStopPerks.com to start earning your perks today. Fast Stop Markets, keeping you moving. Welcome back to Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Live from the Lee Company Remote Studio here at Finley Stadium in Chattanooga as we continue our coverage of the Blue Crossbow with some of the talent for the television broadcast here over the weekend, um, otherwise known as the Vot, Mike Keith. And we were trying to come up with something for the 
the voice of the Blue Raiders. You know, Chip Walters comes on with Blue us Raiders. on Tuesday. But nothing, the Vorb? The, the, yeah, the, the Vorb the, doesn't really doesn't really resonate. Does it, it doesn't. It it doesn't. But nothing. Chip, I mean, I mean, he's Chip Walters. He's Chip. Though. That's it, all he. You know. That's all he really needs. That's all right? he needs. <laughs> Mike Keith joining us. So glad to have him. You probably saw him a couple of segments ago as he kind of um, walked by and tapped us on the shoulder. Appreciate you looking out for us, man. Hey, what's going on out at um? We just got done with Terry McCormick with his daily. Maybe he could tell me what's going on with the Titans because I'm obviously not there. You're not there, but um, relative to what you expected coming into this season, what have you seen this year? Well. To me, I came into the season cautiously optimistic. We understood that we were going to have to plug in some parts that we hoped would work because we didn't have a lot of money to spend. And we, we spent a first-round pick on an on a offensive lineman who's playing really well for us. We spent our second-round pick on a guy who I think is going to be our quarterback. But there were some other needs that we weren't able to hit. I mean – especially at left tackle, and, and we understood that. But there were some defensive spots that we were not able to fill in free agency with, like, the, the big names out there, the sure things. So in these situations, you understand that if it doesn't work, you got to go young, and that is not the recipe for success in the NFL. You, not even in the AFC South. Well, you don't, <laughs> you don't see a team – really in contention for the playoffs that's playing their six draft picks on offense. And at times we have five of the six on the field at the same time. So, I mean, that's just not the best thing in the world. Now, what it does do is we're young. We're getting a lot of experience. I think we will get better down the stretch. Maybe we have a run in us. You know, maybe we could sneak back into playoff contention. We'll see. But, I think we're going to have a very good idea what we have at the end of the year in terms of the, the players who will be returning. And then the other part of it is we have eight draft picks and over $80 million in cap room. So I think from an identifier standpoint, I mean, the, no. the end of time in the NFL is the next three years. Mm -hmm. uh, so, that, you know, that's kind of how it works. But we, but he's a piece we could plug in. We know he's going to be there. We certainly know Tajay Spears is going to help us for a while. We certainly know Josh Wiley's going to help us for a while. What if we found something in Jalen Duncan at left tackle? Oh. And, you know, I, again, I go back to Levis. I'm so excited about Levis. I He's he's much further along than I thought he would be at this moment in time. And and I'll tell you, I, I'm pretty much to the point where I have to eat some words because I was I was not I was not enthused with that pick. But well, there were a couple of things that went with that. Uh, I I was on. How would I say this best? I was sort of brought up to speed that he was going to be the pick if he were there. Mm -hmm. I thought realistically we could take him at 11. And I think had Skaronsky not been there, I think there's a good chance we would have taken him at 11. Would he not? Well, I mean. That's how much they liked him. But how much of a reach then well, was he at 11? Nobody would have thought it. I mean, he's being talked about as the number three or four pick. But what happened is we couldn't pass up Skaronsky. 
And then we started trading, trying to trade back into the first round to get him. And it just turned out teams didn't need a quarterback. Didn't need him. And so all of a sudden you're like, could this be real? Could we only have to give up a third round pick to move up and get him? Because kind of, kind of um, draft day. Well, the movie. The yeah. movie draft day. It, draft well, day ish. It draft day ish. And the the sense of it too, Mo, is that they they felt like he was a lot to work with. They felt like physically he was. They felt like mentally he was. You know, one of the biggest things they worked on from his time at Kentucky is he'd make a bad play at Kentucky, and then he could go in the tank. And so, some of that was very hard on himself. He, he's, a very, he's a really serious guy. He wants to do well. And what they've taught him so far, and I think he's handled well, and what you've seen from Vrabel with him after good moments and bad moments is it's all the same. We've got to be right here, just steady all the time, Mo. And he got six months of working with our coaches, working with Tannehill, being with the offense, and kind of learning that very thing. And I think that's where he's tried to keep it. And I think in working with the mental and performance coaches, which is a big factor, he's mentioned that, that's an area where they felt like he could go up from where he was at Kentucky. And I, I think we've seen some of that to start with. And his physical gifts are, man, he can. Clearly. He, Inarguable. Oh, man, he can throw it. <laughs> the, the, our biggest concern was was his decision-making. And to this point, it's been really, really good. Well, here, here's the thing that's so important about that. Coach Mack, Dave McGinnis, who I work with, has a statement about the draft. And I've used this a few times. He says, you would much rather have to teach a prospect whoa mm. Mm, than sick of it. I'll and that. so we would, there's so many quarterbacks who come in the league who will not pull the trigger. Yeah, and, then, and then they get scared and they really won't pull the trigger. And, you know, we, we saw it with Mariota. Mariota had gotten to the point with us. And, and I think he, we said it with Tannehill. Well, in the last well Tannehill's, a, Tannehill's 35. Well, it's a little different, yeah. little different scenario, I think. But I get your point. The, <laughs> the bottom line is, we can teach Will Levis, whoa, uh, you know, we can teach him that. He wants to gun the ball. He wants to use his arm. He's not scared. And if you're going to be a great quarterback in this league, you cannot be afraid. That's He's true. not afraid. Got to let it rip. He reminds me so much of Brett Favre. It's unreal. I mean, you know, he's just, got some of that in him. Um, he's a – Which he, ain't necessarily a compliment, Well, no? can be. Uh, can yeah. be. I, yeah. I mean – but there's a lot more. I mean, his score on the was it the P2 test? Yeah. Is that what they, the S2 or the I can't remember. His score was off the charts. He's really, really smart, and he's really good at processing. So you know, the the, sen- the sense that we had was that he could do all of that, and I, I think you're going to continue to see growth for him. I'll tell you this: if we found our quarterback in the second round, and he's going to cost us. $5 million over the next two years. Now, in year four, he'll cost a lot more than that. But what can you do? And stop- if Jalen Duncan works. Well, then, yeah, you're, then mean, you're in a, and, a whole and, other ball. Oh, and then Spears. you're playing with house money. Yeah. And Spears. Because yeah. then you're in a situation where you're able to stockpile talent at other places. That's what New England did with Tom Brady. That's what Seattle did with Russell Wilson. And that's how you have a chance to win a championship. 
Mike Keith joining us here on Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. And thanks to the Tennessee Highway Safety Office for having us here at the Blue Cross Bowl in Chattanooga, which Mike and your your sidekick, Josh Corey, will be the, the broadcast crew for the final game of the night as Macaulay and Baylor face off and mike vrabel's doing sidelines everybody from the t- that's actually not true. <laughs> that's not true that would be untrue you know it's funny because <laughs> that, that would be something though, that would be it? something yeah, during be. during the mr football stuff and he asked you if the, the blue cross bowl rotated i'm sitting there thinking well you know if the weather is not too good this year <laughs> it might be a might have to start th- talking about it in Nashville yeah. in a couple of years yeah. that dome gets in we'll be in good shape right yeah <laughs> A lot you can do in the dome. A lot you can do in the dome, including yeah. A lot you can do, especially in December. Right? Do a lot of concerts. Do a lot of trade shows. Do a lot of various gatherings, and it's a lot you can do in in in, in, indoors. Absolutely. Twenty twenty seven. Long time. Now this is your um, cameo appearance this weekend, right? See, now you're going to go at my cameo appearance. I have a day job. We have a game on Sunday. Are you aware of this, Mo? Are you aware of this? Do we play this week? We play this week. We absolutely do play. Listen, it's Colts week. But you know what? Yeah. It's I mean, Colts week. It's Colts week. Okay, so you want the story or not? You want the real story of why I'm here on Thursday night? Because I'm getting all this business from my buddies who are saying, oh, Mr. Diva guy, you demanded to do Baylor McCauley. That's what you think, isn't it? No, not at all. No, I know that's you're better than that. I, no. That's what he thinks. You, you know if I thought it, I'd tell you. That's true. <laughs> yeah, you never have to guess. No, I told Matthew Gillespie back in August, he was kind enough to call me and say, would you like to do games this year? And I said, let me look at it. And so then I got Coach Vrabel's assistant, and we went through what our production schedule was going to be on Fridays. And it changes from year to year. And we looked at the schedule of what our games are, and I called Matthew back, and I said, the only game I can work is Thursday night because I have to get back. And so after they played the first time on September 29th, I called Matthew back. I said, is there a chance that Baylor could play McCall? And he said, yeah, there's a chance. And so then you get into the playoffs, and I'll admit, I was not rooting against anybody. But I was stalking the possibility (laughs) that this could happen because they think here tonight no less than 18,000. Oh, yeah. And maybe 16,000 tickets sold as of last night. So it's going to be fun. What a a night it's going to be. But I did not diva my way into it. But the bigger point that I'm wanting to get to in all seriousness, Mike, is this means this much to you. It does. Because you do have a day job. And it's a pretty good one. It's fair. And yeah. at the same time, you try to figure out ways to be involved with this. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll tell you, and I've told you this before, I think it's admirable. Well, thank you. I really do. And, and we appreciate it as, as viewers. You know, if, if we, like last year, we weren't able to be here. We had to watch it on television. And it makes, it gives a level of... Uh, uh, of leg- How many times do you think these kids are going to go back and watch a game that Mike Keith, the right. bot, well, has right. called? You're nice to say that. And no, and we no, try real hard to, to make it as big time as we can, and it was nice to have 13 days to get ready for it <laughs> because there was a lot of history to go through. Uh, if I'd been doing it, when I do a D1 game, you know, I only have six days to get mm-hmm. ready. Uh, but this was really special to learn the history of Baylor and Macaulay, which I lived here for four years before we moved to Franklin. 
And um, I, according to my dad, my dad told me a story uh, five, ten years ago that I would, had we stayed here, I would have gone to one of these two schools. He, that was his plan. Were you going to board? <laughs> like yeah, exactly. No, we lived here. So, <laughs> so? <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not saying which school because a, I don't want the perception that I think I would have gotten in because I might not have, and, and b, I don't want to cause any problems for myself tonight. But yeah, he told me that story, and so I started to sort of follow the history a little bit because I don't, I, I don't know that everybody understands who they are. And what their overall history is, and how many great players have come through each program, how many famous people have gone to each school, mm -hmm. and that it is the oldest rivalry in the state of Tennessee. And people may not also understand that Baylor's 34 to 31 win in that game that you referenced back in September snapped a seven-game win streak for McCauley. McCauley has had good success. Ralph Potter is 17 and six against Baylor, and when he was at Baylor, he was two and one against McCauley. Uh, so <laughs> he can take his and then beat urine and take urine he's and beat had his. A, <laughs> he's had a a really really interesting look at this. So he his dad was the coach from mm -hmm. seventy three to ninety three, mm -hmm. and so he saw it as a little kid, and then he played in it, and then he coached at Baylor for five years as an assistant, and then three years as the head coach. So he was at Baylor for eight years, then he went back to Macaulay for ten. He went to Brentwood Academy for five, so then he could see it from afar as a coach. Mm -hmm. Coach against both of them, probably. And, and then he went back in 2012. So, wow. uh, I mean, it's a, it's an intriguing That's thing. There was a very controversial call in the first game that went against Baylor, which has everybody all sort of uh, stirred up about tonight, too. Doesn't take much to get them stirred up. Oh, they up, don't but. like each They don't agree. They don't even agree when they officially started play. Oh, goodness. McCauley says one thing and Baylor says another. And if, <laughs> if you don't, I mean, it's... If you don't know when you started playing, what... Well, what? They, know, they know they played, but was it a real game or not? And McCauley says it, it was. Won. Well, so McCauley, McCauley won. So McCauley has two more wins in the series in their listing. <laughs> then Baylor, uh, Baylor, then Baylor has lost. Let me tell you yeah. I think that's the greatest thing in the world. It is amazing. I, when it comes to football, good hate is a beautiful thing. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I love good hate. <laughs> we love Mike Keith. Thank you. Thank Mike, you appreciate you, man. Good Always you. good, man. Thank you. Yep. Mike Keith here on Main Street Sports today. We're going to take a break, come back to Chattanooga. Thanks to our friends at Tennessee Highway Safety Office here on the Main Street Sports Day Roadshow. Fueled by Fast Stop. Stick around. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net.
Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our Ortho Quick Walk-In Clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj. He shoots, and he scores! Presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yao, Mo Patton. It is the Main Street Sports Today Roadshow, fueled by Fast Stop Markets. And make sure to go by and sign up today for Fast Stop Perks. Using your phone number, you can get up to a dollar off of gas per gallon. That's not just a dollar. That's it's per gallon. Per gallon. That's, that's a lot. That is a lot. It's, good, it's, a good, it's a good chunk of change. So make sure that uh, you do that. We are in Chattanooga here at Finley Stadium. Halftime of the Division II Class A state championship. 14-6 is the score in favor of Middle Tennessee Christian. But again, Friendship Christian has been down in each of the last two ball games. So very important to note. They've come back to win in, in each of those. So second half will be convincingly. Fun. That's right. So Tyson Walker only gets better as the day goes on. Apparently. Apparently. So Make sure to tune in if you have not and stick around 
We'll get you the final score a little bit later. Thanks to our friends at Tennessee Highway Safety Office for having us here. But we just talked about with Mike Keith, good hate. Mm-hmm. There may be good hate with Macaulay and Baylor, but you know where there's not good hate? Uh, there is not in good Marion hate County. in Marion County. <laughs> and we are joined by Chattanooga Times Free Press sports editor and published author of Eight Hateful Miles, which when I was talking about it earlier in the week, I said seven angry miles, but I, I was close. <laughs> they probably but, wouldn't disagree with that either. Well, well they disagree they, they with each other. They disagree with the seven anyway. <laughs> but... um. Stephen Hart is joining us here on Main Street Sports today. And um, one of those teams on one end of that eight hateful miles is going to be playing tomorrow. The other one, not had a, so Had much. a really good season and, and then lost in the second round. Yeah, so <clears throat> Tim Starkey is the, the, their, their new head coach and did a really good job this year. Went undefeated through the regular season. So wouldn't be surprised if they're not over here at some point with him. Good. It's, it's good when they're both good. Yes. Yes, yeah. for us it's very good. No, I'm sure it's love good, to read very about. good yes. for y'all, but yes. I, I just think you know, having covered the high school football game for as long as I have in this state, when when both South Pitt and Marion County are good, it you, you know, Stephen, it just feels right when certain teams yeah. are. Yeah, those traditional teams, it's mm-hmm. always a lot more fun because the communities don't need a whole lot of prodding to get into it. You know, once once Marion they, they saw Marion was going to be good this year their community really started turning back out again to support the, the team, and that was great to see. Uh, but that's that's always – it's always fun to see the, the up-and-coming teams too, but th- those established programs have got multiple state championships in the past. That's when it's really fun to see them get back up there. Eight hateful miles. Check it out. Um, this one tonight, though, Stephen, and, and you've kind of had a, a front-row seat for all of this. We were just talking to Mike. I mentioned – Baylor's win earlier this year snapped a seven-game win streak in the series for McCauley. Obviously, the Blue Tornado wanting to get back on the right side of that thing, and what better time to do it than in the state finals? Yeah, and it was actually last year Baylor won that one. This year, McCauley returned the favor. So McCauley won this one. Yeah, yeah. Baylor, Baylor won last year's and, and used that as a springboard to win the state championship. And then McCauley got a little bit of a revenge this year for, with a three-point win. But, yeah, I mean, it's been, it's, it's been back and forth the last two years. Um, I expect it to be the same thing this year. Last year and this year's regular season ma- matchups basically were a three and a four point decision, and it was who had the ball last. Somebody had to either make a play to score and win it or make a defensive play to, to stop them. But I mean, those teams have traded back and forth so much, and there's so much talent on the field. I, I just saw somebody from Finley here earlier and asked them how tickets were, ticket sales were going because they said this morning at the Board Buchanan game, uh, they were around 17,000 at that time. They said now. At 6 o'clock, they're officially going to cut off the ticket sales because they're that close to a sellout right now. My goodness. And what's it hold? 21-6-ish. So there'll be – and I know Matthew Gillespie said earlier there's all kinds of coaches who didn't have to get a ticket who have, you know, their, their, their tacker passes or whatever. So there'll be an easy 22,000 walking around here. So, yeah. It'll, it'll be an you'll event. be walking anywhere. You, you'll be shoulder <laughs> yeah, to shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true. So find, find a spot and stand. Yeah. And, and don't move. Sense, Stephen. I mean – would they ever consider neutral site? Oh, the regular two, season. The two of them—they have played here before on a neutral okay. site. Uh, the schools didn't like it because even when they had one year that was like thirteen or fourteen thousand here for a regular season game, they still felt like it lost a little something not being on campus because those two programs have alumni weekend. They've got you know hundreds of alumni that come in that want to basically just set up camp for the weekend on their campus. Um, 
so they they preferred to have it there. Felt like it made it a little more exclusive, um, and so it was just a bigger deal for them to keep it there. But they they've had it here before, and it did well. But one of the things I know in talking with some coaches from from our around our area that normally don't get to go because their teams play on Friday night, so they can't come, or because when it's at Baylor at Macaulay, you're pretty limited to how many tickets you can sell. Right. You know. So now there's no, there was no limit to it up until <laughs> 6 o'clock today. <laughs> and so you're going to have a lot. I think you'll see a lot of just as many people who just want to be looky-loos and who, come in and Who see don't it. necessarily yeah. have a dog in the hunt. Right, right. Yeah. That's, all, well, that's what, that's what it about. should be about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I saw some kids walking around from East Nashville with their, their jumpsuits on. I mean, hopefully they're going to be here to, get to stick around and watch it because, I mean, the atmosphere will just be incredible. The two student sections going back and forth at each other. I mean, As it's, they have it's been what it's, all week. Yes, huh? it's, what, it's what it's all about. I mean, we've seen the – here in Chattanooga, you kind of get used to seeing the, the pickup trucks with the red B or the, or the blue M kind of waving through the – you know, going ever, all over town. Uh, and usually there's some kind of, you know, pranks or whatever going on around town between the two schools too. So, I mean, it's got everything you'd want for a high school football game. And even if you're not a huge fan of either team or whatever, uh, just the, the amount, I think there's 11 players that have power five offers that will be playing tonight. So, I mean, if you're, you know, you're a college football fan, there's a reason to come out and watch these guys. I'm interested to see one of those 11, Amari Jefferson, the receiver from Baylor who, was a Tennessee baseball commit and now is an Alabama football commit, which is not bad. You can't, you can't go wrong either way there. Nope, nope. He's, he is absolutely the real deal. He, when we had our, our Dynamite Dozen list, he was number one, and that's saying something for us this year because we had Boo Carter. Uh, Dynamite Dozen? Yeah. Yes. We Much had, better than Dana. <laughs> so, you, you know, Boo Carter, uh, as good as he is, we, we – we, you know, from all the recruiting folks that we talked to, thought Amari was just a, a notch, just barely a, a little above. And every time I've seen him play, he's lived up to it. When they played Lipscomb, they had Caleb Beasley on him, and he, he went off. You know, I think he had seven or eight catches for about 100 yards, a couple of touchdowns, and even came over at one point in, on a big play. And they were, at, you know, talking with the offense, and he never speaks up, and he said, he can't guard me. They threw it to him. Boom, he, he, he got the first down. Uh, actually went for a touchdown on that one. And that's kind of what, what our guy wrote about was, I mean, he basically called a shot. He's, he's that good. Wow. He's special. And he's got the size. I mean, that's the thing. Guys, he's, a lot of times you'll see high school kids who are maybe six foot one seven. I and mean, this is a kid who's six foot, six one probably, uh, but he's, he's a little over 200 pounds. He's, he's put together now. I mean, he's, he, he looks the part. He'd look good on a diamond, though, too. Yeah, he does. I've he, seen him play baseball. And good on let orange. me tell you, that, that kid can cover a lot of ground in the outfield. Uh, and he can turn. He can turn on just about anything thrown his way. See, I just that that's, that blows my mind, man. Any any time it's between baseball and football, I'm choosing baseball. But that's, oh, he's going to play both. That was his reason to go. Alabama told him you can play both. Yeah. So they, they he went down the weekend. Tennessee wouldn't. Tennessee told him yeah that, that he could, but for whatever reason he went to Alabama for a visit. Two days later, when he came back, uh, some folks thought he was leaning to Tennessee. Uh, I'm sure there was some NIL discussions made when he was in Tuscaloosa, but Probably. he came back from, from his visit to Alabama and was sold. That's where he wanted to go to play baseball and football. Hey, good for him. Look, yeah. I'm a, that, that's great for that young man. He, he, he is the real deal. He reminds okay, so me next a lot. question, though. Does he get there? Does yeah. he get to, to Alabama? Mm-hmm. Oh, I think so, yeah. So, draft? Not gonna I, I don't think he's, he's high enough. I think, I think the, the prospects of what he could do at Alabama – because, uh, you know, he, he mentioned several times how Saban develops receivers, and he thinks, you know, 
he, I think he wants to play both to kind of see which avenue uh, takes him to the pros faster mm-hmm. or, or higher. Uh, so I, I think he's going to get to Alabama and at least see how, how things work out there. Okay. Probably a good call. But still, man, just to oh, have he's not hard to find. Yeah. <laughs> when you when you look out on the field, a lot of times, and you kind of go, okay, I've heard of so and so. Who is he? When Amari Jefferson trots out on the field, you go, there he is. Him. That's a him. There he is. There he is. <laughs> he's him. Yeah. yeah. Um, tomorrow, Stephen, speaking of eight hateful miles again, South Pittsburgh, back at it, taking rematch on of two years ago. Yeah. Three, two, yeah, three. twenty-one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay. And yep. um. McKenzie won it last year, right? Last year, they are the defending 1A champion. Yep. Okay, sure. so what are you, what are your Pirates expecting? What are you expecting out of the Pirates? Is Cam, uh, is it Camden, Camden Wellington? Mm-hmm. Is he going to go? That's the big thing for them. Is he's got a high ankle, ankle sprain. He suffered mm-hmm. last week at Oliver Springs. You guys know those things don't heal very quickly. No, uh, not within I'm, a week. Right. They're going to tape it up tight. I'm sure. Uh, <clears throat> wrap it up, see if Last we can go. Last game of the year, Brent. Can't hold anything, can't back, anything back. I saw him earlier this week to do a story on their defense, and, and I asked him, you know, what, what's he said, game time decision, we'll see. He goes, I, they're going to have to literally hold me off the field to keep me from going. But he said, if I can't maneuver and can't be myself out there, I don't want to hurt my team either. That's right. So I feel bad for the kid, you know, senior, senior um, two-time Mr. Football semifinalist. He brings their their best when he's – mobile because a lot of times <clears throat> direct snap to him and they've got a, a big tight end that can kind of lead uh, through the hole for him uh, without that. Now all of a sudden that guy that plays tight end might have to play quarterback like he did last week. So you take some players off of where you normally have them. Uh, I, I think they've got the work cut out for them. Yeah, but it's, you know, South Pittsburgh, <clears throat> when you talk about traditional powers, mm-hmm. they are one. And it's, you know, any time that, that they're in a state championship game, that's even, even the Class A game, you certainly expect the atmosphere will be really, really good for that one. Uh, looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to all these games. This, this, this is a this is a great place for for a high school football championship. It's the perfect size. It's a great atmosphere, and this city really does it right. Well, uh, as a Chattanooga, I appreciate that. I, I agree that it is it is a good size. I always thought when it was in Murfreesboro, I liked it there too because mm-hmm. that's you know not it, you didn't feel good like size. it was an enormous yeah. stadium, but it was big enough. You know, you had the jumbotron, you had the turf, you had all the nice things. So I, I liked it when it was Murf- in Murfreesboro as well. Plus, it was centrally located <clears throat> here. Uh, it, it's meant a lot to have it here. I know for the folks that, that put on the events here, and they've had a lot of you know the volunteers and that kind of thing. No no shortage of that uh, because I think it's something Chattanooga. You know. We in Chattanooga started the spring fling back in, in 1993, so we've always kind of supported high school sports and, and wanted to be known as someone who does you know, support high school. So I always say Chattanooga's the biggest small town you'll ever live in because you can go from Cleveland and people ask you how's Macaulay or you can go to Baylor and people ask you how you know, Calhoun George is because our area is kind of a little bit big. A lot of people love the, the small town feel to it, so uh, it's a big deal to have high school sports here. That said... How concerned are the powers that be <laughs> about what's developing in Nashville in terms of the indoor facility for the Titans? How and concerned are they or how concerned should they be? <laughs> I mean, they should be pretty concerned because my opinion, personal opinion, I think if the Titans want it and you can play it in that new and you can new play, facility and it's, it's a dome. <laughs> I mean, because we're talking about tomorrow and Saturday, you know, tomorrow morning it's going to rain. Then there's the chance of showers throughout the rest of the day. I'm sure that'll affect some of the crowd. And then Saturday, you know, again, possibility of rain. So you got a roof, you don't worry about it. Short sleeve weather. Yeah. All day so, long. You know, if the Titans want it, and it's, I guess it's up to them, if they really want it and they want to host it, 
I think most people, rational thinking people, realize it's going to go to Nashville. So I'm not sure how concerned they are here. They should be pretty concerned. Well, I, you know, I, I would hate to see it leave forever because I do feel like you guys do a great job. And I mean, hey, you know, ice skating just across the way if you want to go. And speaking of high ankle sprains, you can get you one over there. Oh, yeah. You can get a couple. Yeah. Or worse. Yeah. So, yeah. But, uh, Stephen Hardge is here joining us on Main Street Sports today. Stephen, what, what is uh, what, what is the game that you're most looking forward to outside of the ones that obviously you've covered? Um, outside of obviously the Baylor Macaulay, because I mean, that's good, just going to be an event. I mean, more than it's going to be, it's gonna be an event. Um, you know, and obviously we've got only one other game involving a local team would be South Pitt tomorrow. But the one for me, I mean, just as as a person, because I, I know this guy, uh, Adam Kane, who's the head coach at Upperman. He coached at Sequatchie County. He's actually from Macaulay. <clears throat> he played at Macaulay, uh, was an assistant at Macaulay, later coached Sequatchie County, got them all the way to the semifinals. They lost to Alcoa, like most teams. Part of a state championship, and I know Upperman getting there is a huge deal yes. for that community and for him. I'm really happy for Adam because he's a football guy. That's a guy who lives and breathes football. And he does such a great job, and I'm glad whatever happens in that game, I'm glad he at least gets to experience this as someone that I know. That's awesome. That's awesome. Stephen Hargis, sports editor of the Chattanooga Times Free Press, author of Eight Hateful Miles. Go get it. it Go get it. Yeah, Christmas is coming up. It's a great Christmas present, and I've got Christmas presents to buy myself. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. We appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Always. We'll take a break. When we come back here on the Main Street Sports Today Roadshow, fueled by Fast Stop, we're going to talk a little bit about a ranking of Tennessee NCAA football teams. Also, the SEC made an announcement today, so we'll get to that Mm -hmm. very quickly. All of that coming up right after this. Nature Sports Today, stick around. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Jones & Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. 
and it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back into Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. It is the Main Street Sports Today Roadshow, fueled by Fast Stop Markets. And thanks to the Tennessee Highway Safety Office for allowing us to be here at the Blue Cross Bowl and all of the great fine folks over there. Remember, fans don't let fans drive drunk. It's 21 6 now in favor of the Cougars from Middle Tennessee Christian. And watch out. Here we go. Friendships got them right where they want them, yeah, right? They must. They must. They like to be down 14. So, a couple of things, Mo. Um, first, wanted to, uh, I teased on the other side. I apologize. We're going to – we're up against our time. So, mm-hmm. tomorrow we will go through some, a, a certain Twitter account's ranking of NCAA basketball teams in the state of Tennessee. Great ranking. Some interesting decisions. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, so we'll talk about those tomorrow. But before we get to high school football picks, the SEC made an announcement today about its football championship game. The football championship game of the Southeastern Conference will be played, surprise, surprise, at Mercedes-Benz Stadium through 2031. So you can continue to make your plans for Atlanta for another, what, eight years, I guess. Yeah, I, you know, the more the more you talk about it, the more you think about it. I, I just I don't think the thing's ever going to move, and I'm not sure that it should. I don't know that it needs to. Yeah, I, I think I think Mercedes-Benz does a great job in general, but you know you've got everything. You've got the the Hall of Fame that's mm-hmm. right there. Atlanta knows how to make that thing work, and it does such a great job. I just uh, I, you know you just gotta sometimes you know the best thing to do is nothing nothing. Looking forward to to Atlanta continuing to hold that because it just it's the best place for it for now. Mm -hmm. For now, Arlington may be in the mix in the Nashville Nashville could be in the mix in the future. I don't know. We'll see. Right now, but until 2031, we ain't gonna have that discussion. It's like the clock, the shot clock. We're not gonna talk about. Don't bring it up for three more. Nope. Eight more years of this. So, uh, yeah, and you know, and this is. This is one other thing I wanted to t- talk touch on before we get to the picks. Mm-hmm. Um, remember yesterday you said Mike Riley had a job? I said Mike Riley had a job. I don't know that that's the case anymore. Oh. As the New Jersey Generals do not exist. Oh. As of today, the USFL oh. made its announcement of the USFL-XFL merger into the United Football League. And New Jersey not among the teams. Memphis and Birmingham are. So that will continue. Memphis, Birmingham... Houston Gamblers and the what did I say? Houston, Memphis, Birmingham, and Philadelphia. Nope. Uh, Michigan. Michigan. Yes, the Panthers. The Panthers uh, will join DC. Anthony Ar- Carter. Stand up, right? DC Defenders, uh, Arlington Renegades, 
the San Antonio, whatever they were, and the St. Louis Battlehawks. You know who else played for the Michigan Panthers? Former Shelbyville Central football coach Whit Taylor. Wow. That's funny. Yeah. I, dude, the Michigan Panthers were good back then. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway. Who played at Vanderbilt? We have six games to pick. Let's pick them. i got to pull up the thing so I know who I picked. There you go. Because you don't want to, you don't want to be wrong. I don't, I don't want to. Well, if I just, if I just go the opposite, I would actually do better. Yeah. Uh, but so we picked today's three games yesterday, and we so did. far we're one and zero. Oh, and as of this moment, not looking good. Not looking great. But, and then, I took Macaulay in the late game. Okay. All right, just to get everybody up to speed. Right, so tomorrow we'll, we'll get we'll get off to a easy start. We'll ease into mm-hmm. it. Tomorrow the early game, ten o'clock Central Time, eleven o'clock here in Chattanooga, the three A championship, twelve and one Alcoa, twelve and two East Nashville. Man, you can't pick against Alcoa in this game. You just can't do it. I, look, I, I would love for East Nashville to come out here, win the football game. And send Alcoa home crying. I would love I would love to be wrong. Please. That's it. That's please it. make me wrong. Alcoa has won its last eight championship games. So East Nashville has got its work cut out for it. And you know, like if you I said, can, if I can if I can finagle my way into that tacker room and get all the three A coaches together, you do the best bet I'm going to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if if I would love to see East Nashville win that game. I, I think I think a lot of folks would love to see East Nashville win that game. Everybody outside the city of Alcoa. Of Alcoa. <laughs> yeah. But including our friends in Pulaski. Oh, without question. <laughs> yeah. But I'm picking Alcoa. Me too. So Me too. um the two o'clock central, three o'clock eastern game is the class one A championship that we were just talking to Stephen about. Do you need uh, to amend your pick after getting that information? Nah, I'm, I'm going to roll with it. Rolling. I mean, even even without their quarterback, they were still plenty impressive in their win against Oliver Springs last weekend. Um, South Pittsburgh, McKenzie. McKenzie is the defending 1A state champion. South Pittsburgh won it two years ago, defeating McKenzie. McKenzie. <laughs> this is the third straight trip for the Rebels. Yeah. I like South Pittsburgh. I got to go McKenzie in this one, man. And look, McKenzie showed me a lot. You know, just I feel like that side of the 1A bracket is an absolute murderer's row. Mm-hmm. And they navigated it with relative ease. So give give me the Rebels. The to Rebels. Repeat. Okay. The repeating Rebels. In the nightcap, we spoke to Charles Rathbone. Earlier in the show, his Patriots 13 and one in a rematch of last year's state championship game against the 13 and one Knox West Rebels. Um, did not get the first down. Wow! All indications are this one's going to be a defensive struggle because both these teams have been playing fantastic defense here, particularly over the course of the postseason. Um, Coach Rathbone mentioned that. Finishing drives had been an issue offensively for his team. And 
I think West figures out a way to get just enough done to win this ball game. But again, I'd not. I would not mind being wrong. Knoxville West, their their lone loss is a 24-7 defeat at the hands of Alcoa. Mm-hmm. That being said, Alcoa also lost to Maryville, so you know whatever. There's there, there's rivalries involved in that. Sure. Outside of Alcoa, I, I think Knoxville West could be the best public school team in the state, including Oakland. And so for that reason, I think they get the win. I just they're just such a good football team. And again, I'd love to be wrong. I would love for for, for Paige to come out here and just stuff them on you know every drive and and get enough done. But I just don't think they can do it for for 48 minutes. Yeah, I think they can do it, but not for 48 minutes. We're through three quarters here, and it's 21-6 Middle Tennessee Christian. So, um, Saturday, the early game. Stephen talked about Upperman coach Adam Kane. The Bees, 14-0, taking on 14-0 Pearl Cone in the 4A Finals. Somebody's going undefeated. Somebody's going Somebody's to not. after their first loss. Yeah. Man, I, I love Pearl Cone. I think, I think if this, again, what is this, their third straight trip? Or third, third and four years? I think it's like their third and four years. This is a again another program that Tony Bernetti has put together, and you know you, you lose Barry and Brown two years ago, and still you know still have a great year last year. Class four A seems to be a great spot for them, and I don't think Upperman's got the horses to to keep up with the Firebirds this time. I just think Procon is too explosive. They're just explosive. Yeah, gosh, uh, I'm good. I'm taking Procon as well. The second game Saturday. 3 o'clock here, 2 o'clock back home. Decatur County Riverside, which played in last year's state championship, lost to Piner of Chattanooga. They are 12-2, and two, taking on East Robertson, 13-1, and one, making their first state championship game appearance. You know, what I, you know what I love about this game is that I, I feel like East Robertson – has so much to play for. They have they, they have fought and fought and fought to get to the semifinals and now to the finals. And it just over the years, this this program has built up to this moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had great athletes two or three years ago, couldn't quite get over the hump. And this team just feels like a team of destiny to a, to a degree. That being said, Decatur County Riverside. What they did to Mount Pleasant, which I know, I, you know, going looking back, Mount Pleasant was just diluted thanks to injuries and other disciplinary reasons. I thought that Riverside was going to go in, you know, into Fairly and just run all over, and they, you know, it took a little bit of time to get there, and they, mm-hmm. you know, they, they they took care of business. This Riverside team just feels like they are. A machine, mm-hmm. and I don't know that the Indians have enough. So I am. Um, I'm gonna have to go Panthers in this one. No, I'm sorry. No, no, I did not. Oh no, I went East Robertson. No, team of destiny. You know they may very well be a team of destiny. 
Um, they've got a Mr. Football, some uh, Mr. Football finalist, excuse me, and Isaiah Groves, a junior running back. Um, but um, <laughs> hey, it's gotten cold here in the last ten or fifteen minutes. Don't be making fun of Justin. I'm not. I just I looked down and he didn't have any arms. Don't don't, don't, <laughs> don't make like, fun of Justin. Like, what happened to his arms? Uh, Decatur County Riverside has a Mr. Football finalist in their quarterback, Stone Wallace, but they've also got a running back, Desmond Thomas, who is just a battering ram. Yeah. And good. In 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 the words of Marshawn Lynch, over and over and over again, and eventually you just don't want anymore. And I don't know if that's going to be the case for East Robertson or not, but I think this is going to be a physical ball game. And I think Riverside gets it done after falling in the championship game last year. I think that been there, done that kind of yeah. Being here gets them over the top. Yeah, sure does. Championship game in 6A closes things out on Saturday night as Oakland and Houston, both 12-2. and two. Houston gets here with a 28-0 win over at Brentwood in the semifinals. And avenging their lone loss on the season in the week before. So, uh, look, this, this Houston team, you go read John Varlis' Twitter account. Mm-hmm. They are, they feel disrespected. That being said, it's, it's kind of hard to disrespect someone Who by saying that the four-time, the, the three-time, three-time, going for four-time state champion is the other team. It's not disrespect to you. It's, it's respecting respect them. them. Yeah. What yeah. they have done. Again, Oakland has won each of the last three Class 6A state championships. They, um, they've only lost one game in state this year, and they avenged that in the quarterfinals of the with, playoffs uh, with a vengeance. Yes. Um, they lost by a point. They won by 56. About 50, yes. So, um, we've said it before. I'll say it again. I'm picking Oakland, and Houston will just have to make me be wrong. Yep. <laughs> you can't. You can't not. Again, it's, it's like our colors. You can't not pick them. No. Because you look like a dummy if you don't. And I'm not going to – I might be a dummy, but I'm not, not going to look like one. There you I'm go. not going to you know, prove Not it. on this anyway. <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to prove it. There you go. There you so go. So I, too, have the Patriots. But trust me, Houston, no disrespect to you no, guys. No disrespect meant. None. It's, it's strictly business. Uh, so, man, what a great show it's been. It, 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 it's always fun when you're at events like this because it's like Mike Keith walked by, folks like Ronnie Carter walked by, and you get a chance to say hello and, and, and see some friendly faces and get some folks on on the show, and, and we greatly appreciate all of those folks, Charles Rathbone, uh, of course, Stephen Hargis and, and, and Mike Keith for joining us today. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll see who we'll come up with tomorrow. <laughs> Let's do it again tomorrow. We'll yeah. Yeah. This has been Mystery Sports Today. It is the road show fueled by Fast Up. And again, we're here in Chattanooga at the Blue Cross Bowl. Thanks to our friends at the Tennessee Highway State. you office fans, don't let fans drive drunk. Come back with us tomorrow on Mystery Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. We'll see you then.